morning and welcome to Starting Right with Danny Mac. I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great five-minute start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let me help you start your day right. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Friday. That means we're getting ready for a great weekend. And today we're going to do our Friday Roundup just to help give you a little bit extra boost I know a number of you will be doing some Christmas stuff, putting out Christmas lights, maybe a Christmas tree, maybe doing some Christmas shopping. And I hope you have a wonderful time doing all of that. Today's episode is meant to just give you a little bit of extra encouragement. On Monday, we talked about music, as we always do. And this week, we talked about A Christmas Carol that was written back in October of 1962. The month of October was significant that year because for two weeks in the middle of that month, The world came closer to all-out nuclear war than at any other time. All because it was discovered the Russians were building missile bases in Cuba, and as a response, the Americans had decided to blockade Cuba, not allowing any ships or anything to get to it. Tensions were high, and it was in the middle of these tensions, with the threat of war surrounding everyone, that Noel Rigney and Gloria Shane Baker wrote, Do You Hear What I Hear? It's a wonderful song about sharing the good news that Jesus Christ was born. The verses progress through the sharing of this good news of Jesus being born until it gets to the final verse where the king says to the people, listen to what I say, pray for peace, people everywhere. The child sleeping in the night will bring us goodness and light. The hope that the world had during that time was Jesus Christ. And that's the message of do you hear what I hear? Tuesday's episode was called Focused Forward. In 1954, Roger Bannister and John Landry met in their first head-to-head race being held in Vancouver, Canada. Roger was the very first man to ever break the four-minute mile. Shortly after he did it, John Landy broke the four-minute mile, slightly bettering Bannister's record. So this race was highly significant. Near the end of the race, it looked like Landy was going to win. But he was uncertain as to how close Bannister was behind him, so he looked over his shoulder to see. But as he did that, he broke stride, and he lost time, and Bannister passed him, winning the race. Afterwards, Landy said, If I didn't look back, I would have won. Over in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, in the Passion Translation, Jesus says this, Why do you keep looking back to your past and have second thoughts about following me? If you turn back, you are not fit for God's kingdom. All of us tend to look back at times at our failings. We get embarrassed by them. We get reminded by them in different ways at different times. And we look back. But every time we look back at those negative things that want to pull us back to them, we fail to move forward into what God has for us. Looking back to remember the good things is great. Being drawn back to something that was negative in our lives or that we did rarely actually helps us. We need to keep our eyes focused on Christ and the goal that he has for us as we move ahead. Wednesday's episode was called Life Lesson. It came from, of all places, Catherine Hepburn. In her autobiography entitled Me, she told a story of her and her dad going to the circus. When they arrived at the ticket booth, there was a large family in front of them, a mother and father and eight kids. That family was so excited to see the circus. But when they got to the ticket booth, it was more than what they could afford. The family was crestfallen. They didn't know what to do. And the father had this look of desperation on his face. 
then Catherine Hepburn's father did something quite remarkable. He pulled out of his pocket a $20 bill and dropped it on the ground. And then he picked it up and turned to the man in front of him and said, Sir, I think you dropped this. The man understood what was happening and thanked Catherine's father. He was able to pay for his family to see the circus. But then Catherine and her father had to leave and go home because the $20 bill that her father had given away was the $20 they were going to use for themselves to get into the circus. That act of selflessness stayed with her. And as I read the story, it also affected me. As I look back at the times that I may have missed being able to help people when I could have and should have, it made me want to be constantly more aware of what's happening around me and seeing the opportunities to help someone else when I can. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16, it says, Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Yesterday's episode was called, If You Say So. It's about the first time that Jesus met with his first three disciples, Simon Peter, James, and John. A story is told to us in Luke chapter 5. Jesus had been teaching, but the crowd grew, and so he wanted to go out onto the Sea of Galilee, just a little bit offshore, where he could see and more people could hear what he had to say. He got into Simon Peter's boat. After he'd done speaking, he told Peter to go out into the lake and to drop his nets over the side. And in verse 5, Simon Peter responded by saying, Master, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Here's a man who was a professional fisherman. This is what he'd been doing for years. He knew when to catch fish. He knew how to catch the fish. And they had done their best all night long and had caught nothing. But now Jesus tells him to do something completely opposite of what makes sense. To go out in the middle of the day and to drop the nets down. It didn't make sense. But Simon Peter said to him, Master, if you say so, I will let the nets down. God has given us the Bible. It is our manual for living. It's full of instructions on what to do and what we shouldn't do, and the way that we can live and have the best life possible. And yet, so much of the time, we don't do what the Bible tells us to. This attitude of Simon Peter's is the attitude we must have. Because you say so, Lord, I will do what you say. Because you say so, I won't even hesitate. I won't argue, even if it doesn't make sense, even if the timing seems wrong. Lord, if you say so, I will do it. And that, my friends, is how our week went. We talked about some great topics, but the lesson that struck me the most was that last one. Because you say so, Lord, I will do it. My goal is to know God's word so well that what he has said becomes real in my life. And because he says to do it, to believe it, to act on it, to say it, I will do it. And I hope that's your goal too. Christmas is getting close. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get to church, celebrate. They're going to be singing some Christmas carols. And you know, that's always a lot of fun. So have a really good weekend, my friends. Take care. And we will talk again on Monday. for listening today and I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.